Behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. Harnessing the power of genuine connection is what allows women in business to flourish. We are honored to be a part of this incredible movement. You are listening to She Meets Radio, presented by Afroship Mompreneur. I am your host, Nancy Laws. Aisha Corpus Wynn is the founder of Win Win Production, founder of Win Jewelry, co-founder of Four Henry's Production. Not to mention you have a very rich background that includes being accepted to the University of California, Santa Barbara at the age of 16 and representing Panama as Miss Panama 2010. Aisha, did you spend a majority of your childhood in Panama or the U.S.? Majority of my of my upbringing and childhood has been in the U.S., um, but both of my parents are from Panama, and um, majority of my family is in Panama. So I did live in Panama for a little bit of my childhood, and um, and then basically when it's like time to start getting into the academics, you know, they want to have uh, they wanted me to have a U.S. education. And so, um, yeah, so majority of my, of my childhood has been in uh, Los Angeles, California, in the U.S. However, um, when, when you're growing up with both parents being, like, first-generation immigrants, the household that I grew up in was still very much a Panamanian household with mm-hmm. um, Latin cuisine, Caribbean influences in the home, um, you know, growing up dancing to soca and merengue and salsa, like my, I, I, I <laughs> in a in a I what I like to call a black Latin um, house. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, I, I was always bouncing back and forth, kind of the the black culture of my family and of you know Americans, and then as well as the Latin culture uh, that my family's background is brought in. And actually, um, uh, how I ended up actually learning Spanish was because my dad didn't actually speak English. So in order for him to learn English in the household, he wanted me to speak English to him, but he was speaking Spanish to us. So, so it, was, it was definitely an interesting um, a household to grow up in, uh, but I think that it speaks a lot of today of of what my successes have brought because I've been this person that has been uh, just by my family and my childhood, my upbringing, I've always been uh, uh, encouraged to get acclimated into a variety of environments, if that makes sense. You know, from yeah. a childhood, it was, you know, like balancing two different culture sides of my, of my family and my life. And then being in America in a Panamanian Latin household, I've always been uh, it's just been in my nature to have to get acclimated to new environments and, and different types of people. And that definitely um, has resonated with me throughout the journey of my life and my career. Um, and I think that it's been this unspoken, unspoken like trick to why I've had um, some really cool successes is because I've been really good with acclimating in, in different types of environment and with different types of level of people. That was actually going to be my next question. How much influence does your background have on you? Because, you know, I think all three of us have grown up in uh, 
we come from different backgrounds as far as Absolutely. You know, our parents. And, um, you know, that definitely affects the way you approach education, the way you approach business or even your career. So how much influence did your background have? I think it it's definitely at the core of who I am. You know, when you have parents that come to a country that's all about um, making the best of yourself, um, you know, because they came to America and and garnered very good success here, it was like you don't have an excuse because you were born right. here. <laughs> and so I, I, I right. did not have an excuse to fail in my household. And that, and because of that, I never thought of making excuses for myself that I think a lot of people tend to do. They go like, oh, well, I didn't have access to this or, or, you know, my family's not for money. Or, you know, I hear a lot of different reasons of why people are like, I'm the only woman. You know, like uh, people mm-hmm. always make different excuses for themselves, but my parents and, and just the, the, the situation of, of being the first American in, in my household, it, it, I wasn't allowed to make excuses, so I never learned that trade. So because of that, I think that when I was, for example, uh, going through my academics, and Mm -hmm. I was very much ahead of my class, and I was able to graduate and go to college at the age of 16, where I actually had friends at the time that were, you know, saying, oh, you're going to be so young, and you may feel out of place, but I didn't, I didn't right. let those excuses stop me. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah like, I'm going to be moving away from home at 16, living on a college campus with people who are way older than me, but so what? Like, that didn't stop me. And even in going into the entertainment industry, I didn't have – like most people, they have connections in entertainment or they have, you know, um, the, a family member who's a producer or a director or an uncle who's an agent. Like, I didn't have that, but that didn't stop me. Um, mm-hmm. thing with the, industry, the entertainment industry having the stigma of being, you know, predominantly, well, it's not a stigma, actually, it's true, but predominantly white male and even predominantly white Jewish male. Like, you know, everyone, everyone knows the whole um, aspect of entertainment being very of a, a fraternity type of thing. But that mm-hmm. didn't stop me either. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be young, I'm going to be female, and I'm going to be non-white. And I'm still going to go for it and want to be, you know, uh, a recognized uh, person and be successful in this industry that I'm not the common person. So none of those things ever stopped me. If there was a hurdle that maybe seemed like a hurdle, I never even saw the hurdle. Um, And I think that that all goes back to the fact of growing up in a household where no matter what the situation is, I was going to get acclimated into it and not making excuses for myself. That is very true. Um, it all comes from that background of you have no reason to not make it. You know, there you yes. can't make excuses. <laughs> right. um, I will say, though, with your background and then going into the entertainment industry, did that cause any stirs in your family? Coming from a family, you know, with my parents as immigrants and things like that, you know, you're kind of expected to go into things that you know are a sure thing. You know, <laughs> yes. Well, actually, my parents, um, my my dad was in the fashion industry, and my mom was always like the environmental, pharmaceutical, and and government 
um, space. And, and they were actually very encouraging of me going into entertainment. I think secretly because they, they uh, really wanted me to just become like a Beyonce, you know, like <laughs> they, they wanted to have like a famous daughter that they could tell everybody about back in Panama. But, um, but so funny. But but the, the interesting factors, I think why they were so open to it is because both of my parents had, like, a musical background when it just came to, like, um, natural gifts. They were naturally, um, you know, good singers. Um, my dad was, like, in a band in Panama back in the day. Um, both of them were very musically inclined and were good dancers. So I naturally had this these talents that – in the U.S. felt very, you know, just normally fell into the entertainment world. And so at a young age, I was actually um, a trained ballet dancer um, and as a teen was in the Harlem Nutcracker. Um, I played the piano and taught myself how to play the guitar. So I came up in a very, like, musical-oriented household. So when I wanted to pursue entertainment and performing arts further, um, it wasn't, it didn't seem far-fetched to them. They were just like, yeah, like, everyone in our family is talented, so of course. <laughs> they right. were back to, like, I got it from them. You know, it was, it was like a, a, a nod to, to them and how talented they are. That's why our, da- our daughter is so naturally gifted. So I think they kind of, they just had a different look at, um, about it. And, um, but I think that definitely once I wanted to take it more in the corporate world, and into the business world, that's when they started to see the disconnect. Um, I mean, where I started to see the disconnect for them. Um, because for them, entertainment was like being in front of the camera. And um, I wanted to be behind the camera with the power and the business and the money. Right. <laughs> and, and, and that's the part that was more foreign to them. And so um, – no one ever doubted me because I was so uh, intellectual growing up um, and always like ahead in the academics. So it, no one doubted that I could do it, but there definitely was like some disconnect because they couldn't, they didn't know that world. So they couldn't advise me on what to do, but they definitely were encouraging, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. Well, what were some, um, I wanted to ask, what were some of the challenges that you faced? Because one thing that we know is you are much younger than your peers. You are Panamanian. You're a woman. And you're coming into the entertainment industry. And then, like you said, you came in and you were kind of taking a different route because you went behind the scenes. Um, So what are some of the challenges that you faced with all these odds I hate to say against you, but really when you think about it, you know, in a lot of ways with the way the industry is now, it is kind of, those are the things that tend to work against you. So how, what were some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? You're right. I mean, it's so prevalent. It's so interesting right now that the prevalent conversations that are happening are all about, Mm -hmm. you know, um, gender, um, you know, gender pay discrepancy and, and not enough, um, Hispanics and, and African Americans and even Asian Americans, like in front of the camera or behind the camera, like so. It's really interesting that over a decade ago, when I was getting into it and to see it now and and realizing like, whoa, 
I did overcome so much that at the time I didn't really know that I was overcoming, to be honest. I think that my youth was like a blessing in disguise because I was so in this weird spectrum, like naive to the fact of the obstacles that were in front of me. I didn't even see them. I think it was just, you know, when you're young and you can take risk and and you're just, the world is at your fingertips, I was just ready to go. I think that that was like kind of like maybe like a blessing in disguise where um, some people, they're so knowledgeable that that knowledge can actually build fear and they don't want to take on those obstacles. Um, Well, for me, I was my my parents couldn't warn me about certain things about the entertainment industry because they didn't know. And then I was, you know, a 16 interning at um, places like HBO and NBC trying to make um, inroads into the industry because I didn't have anyone to help me. And then um, on top of that, I finished my um, college degree at 19, graduated at 20. So I. I was, um, you know, going in super young and with with no one kind of placing in obstacles, um, preconceived, like, notions in my, in my mental capacity. So to be honest, in this weird, weird spectrum way, like, I didn't really know at the time the obstacles that I was, that, I, that were, were probably there, but at the time I didn't see them. I guess is the best way to put it because I was so young and naive and didn't have um, uh, people pointing it out to me. You know, when your parents are normally the ones that are able to see it and know and look out for you and and point things out for you. Like my parents didn't know that world and, you know, didn't even know what that world was in that version of that world in the U S. So I really was just kind of like going excuse my friends for, you know, but like balls to the walls. It was just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to go in there and do it and make it happen. Um, I think that it was, I started noticing, I wouldn't say obstacles, but I started noticing my, my minority position as mm-hmm. I was in the industry, um, I would say maybe after like a few years. So after, you know, being in the industry for about four years or so, that's mm-hmm. when I started to see the, um, uh, the the difficulties, and the reason why was because I started escalating my my responsibility and in my positions. So when I first started, I was like a PA. So and I'm just at that point, I'm just looking to absorb, and my focus was more about learning and absorbing the industry. And it wasn't until I started getting in more like executive rooms and rooms with, like, agents and studio heads and things of that nature, that's when I started seeing, like, whoa, I'm the youngest. I'm the only non-white person. <laughs> I'm, and sometimes I was <laughs> the only female in the room. So when I started seeing that and wanting to have a voice and my voice was being kind of pushed down a little bit or they would want to hear my voice but, but not with everybody else in the room type of thing right. like those those were those were the type of thing. It, it wasn't until I started going getting into more higher level situations where I started to see like oh okay 
it, it, this, this is a little bit different than I, than I anticipated. And so what I started to do was find ways, I think this is maybe a trick of the trade that people want to know, is what mm-hmm. I started to do was find ways of where my voice was of value that they, that they needed. So, for example, you know, at the time, Little John was like a, a big up-and-coming uh, hip-hop artist, and, and everyone I was working with like, didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And when a project came into play to work with Little John, I literally was like the only person in the room that knew who Little John was. So oh. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, like this is my moment to mm-hmm. show them that I'm of value. This is my moment to show them that, like, I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing research. I've been, you know, watching and absorbing what they do. I can I can be effective for this team or for this goal. So, so when that happened, that was like the, the first of many. Then I started seizing the moment of when they wanted to like target the youth, but all of them were much older. That's when I was able to like show them my voice was of worth um, or, or that my knowledge was impactful to their goal. Um, or when it was something where they were working with someone of a Latin, a, a Latin outlet, or the African American, um, you know, black culture, then I started to make sure that my presence and my knowledge was known because those were subject matters that they weren't knowledgeable in, and the, and that and they could use my expertise or my knowledge to then benefit mm-hmm. them. So I really started to use my, my, um, my I guess, uniqueness yeah. to, make it a, to, to make it a value for them. It wasn't really about me. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this so that I can be the president. You know, I wasn't focusing on me at the time. It was like, okay, how can I get them to bring me into that circle? Where can I be of value to them? And it was always in the things that they weren't knowledgeable in. Wow. I really, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love yeah, focusing so on I, where you can bring value. Yes, exactly. And it was, and it, and it turned into the parts that other people would would say, like, "Oh, I'm the youngest. They're not going to listen to me." But that's where I was like, "Oh no!" When they when they want to be cool and hip to the MTV generation, like that's me. So. I can tell them who's the new hardest artist and and what EDM music is when they're like, what's EDM? You know, like, so, so it's just <laughs> stuff like that where I started to become a value to them where then they found it a value to keep me in, in important rooms that normally someone of my stature and, and color and gender wouldn't get into. That's really interesting. I love that. Um, when, when was your dis- – what was – what influenced your decision to step off on your own? Because you are the founder of Win Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point in your career, you decided to step out and take a leap, create your own, kind of do your own thing. What inspired that? Well, um, because, because I became of value to very high-level people, like award-winning executive producers, things of that nature, um, I started 
to develop projects for celebrities and executive producers, studios, networks, and those projects were selling, were being distributed, were being broadcast on major networks. And after looking, you know, at, at years of helping develop and sell projects that were on the air, I realized that I could do this, you know, without without them. I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Um, <laughs> Um, but, you know, those people definitely were my mentors and my inspiration. Like, I learned from them. They opened so many doors for me to meet the people that I needed to meet uh, to then go independent. I think that's the best way to put it. Like, there is an aspect of entertainment that's about who you know. And mm-hmm. because I stuck with it for so long where I got to meet the right people that then they knew me by name, Right, And so that became the moment where I was like, okay, I have the contact. They know who I am now, and I have the experience and the resume to now do this on my own. So mm-hmm. what actually ended up happening is I decided, and this is another thing where people thought I was insane. Um, in the middle of the recession, I decided to quit my job and go independent. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, and so, like, literally at the height of it all, like, you know, 08, 09, <laughs> I'm, like, quitting my job with somebody else, like, losing their job. So, needless to say, I'm definitely a risk taker. As I talk to you guys about my background, <laughs> I'm, 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 def- I'm definitely, you know, not scared of taking risks. So, um, so yeah, so when I when I decided to go freelance and independent, um you know, a, a associate in the industry of mine actually approached me and said, hey, do you, want to, do you want to go in business together? And he was from the new media tech side, and I was from, like, the TV and film side. So, and because, you know, society and, and media was going digital anyways, we felt like it was, like, a smart business move to partner up and launch content together. So we formed uh, the production company called Four Henry's Productions, and that was with my business partner, Blaine Vess. And, wow. and so together, and I think actually like that, that this is something that I just realized. I feel like in that position, a lot of people would have been like, no, I'm going to do this all on my own and let their ego get in the way of things. And instead I was like, I, I, I went with the blessing. I was like, yeah, all right, you know, you're proposing this business opportunity to me. There's a lot of plus factors here. Let's do it. And it turned out really great. Um, in, you know, in five years of being in business, we sold six TV shows. Um, actually, within our first year and a half, we sold two shows. So because oh, wow. of that, we became we had like a little buzz in the industry. We had momentum, and we were like the hot new kids on the block. Um, and so – you know, while everyone else is like, oh, this is a recession, like, you know, nothing, you know, everyone's losing their jobs, no movement's happening, we were having movement. Right. And, um, again, I think that goes to, to, to my, that speaks to my spirit again of, like, I've never really made excuses of, like, oh, I can't sell shows right now, it's a recession. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were just like, right. all right, sure, let's, let's go with it, let's do it. Um, 
always that that just kind of like let's make it happen and having faith in in you know what God it has like laid in front of you. I think that that's a, a big part of it as well. Like I've definitely taken a lot of, a lot of leaps of faith um, in in pinnacle parts of my of my history and my background. Okay. And wow. so. Um, so yeah, so uh, we within our first year and a half we sold two shows and then it just kept going from there. Um, and like we were like before we had even had shows on the, on the air, we were rep by ICM, which is like you know one of the top agencies in the world. So oh, all yeah, of that's these familiar. Really, <laughs> yeah, wow. so it was like one of the all of these great things just started happening and momentum was going and we just kept going with it and. Um, uh, just this year, uh, me and my business partner uh, decided to dissolve for Henry's, but for actually a really good reason. Most people dissolve companies uh, for for bad reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And even though you know we would have loved for Henry's to be even bigger than it was, but my business partner had a tech company also at the time that has become um, very very successful, and oh, wow. now a very big um, tech. Uh, I guess the best way to put it is like you know a tech uh, entrepreneur, and or of his or of his or of his focus wanted to go into that into and and into other companies, which is totally you know understandable. So um, so we decided to dissolve for Henry's, but then I you know continued into the entertainment space and founded uh, a win-win production, and wow. and for for my company, I've actually expanded what um, For Henry's was initially doing, I've, I've actually expanded my company into a whole other spectrum where, um, you know, in majority of my, of my career has been only developing content for industry-based people, like celebrities, executive producers, studios, networks. I was always focusing just on that industry circle. And because just visual media, um, video content is now prevalent across the board for all companies because of the Internet and because of digital media, um, I've actually expanded my company, A Win-Win Productions, to service non-industry, like non-entertainment um, companies and talent. Oh, wow, really great. <laughs> that's really awesome. I, have, I, I wanted to ask, you know, for the – young girls that would be listening you know, um, and, you know, are kind of fascinated by you. Can you explain exactly um, what it is you do through your company and through the work you yes. did before the company? Yes. So um, before I, I started out in production, you know, pretty much working on set for scripted shows like Six Feet Under and Deadwood. These are like award-winning shows for HBO. Um, and then I moved into development. And pretty much it was my job to come up with ideas that were cutting edge and out of the box that network celebrities and, and studios could put on the air. So okay. I was always in this space of having to come up with new ideas that hadn't been seen yet or that were on the new trend or, um, or expanding a version of something that already existed, like especially like if a celebrity wanted to, if like a music celebrity wanted to move into having their own TV show and expanding their brand in that way and what does that look like for you 
in, in a TV, you know, in a TV show spectrum. So I was always in like this um, for years of being in this creative space and of having to come up with show ideas, movie ideas, developing brand ideas. Like that was just the space that I lived in. And it, it was an interesting twist that happened with me where I was I, I never could turn it off because I was working in it and I was always forced to come up with new ideas on a weekly basis. And because of that, it, I can't turn it off now. <laughs> so like you know, most, people, most people, they're like, oh, like writer's block. Like I never get writer's block. It's actually like excessive now where like I'm always <laughs> coming up with ideas and I mm-hmm. keep talking to someone about something and then like I, and then a, a TV show or a movie idea like inspires me. Like because I've been forced for so many years to always be creative at all times, um, right. now now I can't even turn it off. So it's, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes because sometimes I just want to like relax. It's a good problem to have. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And my mind is like, like coming up with brands and, and, and show ideas <laughs> and stuff like that. So, but, so now um, – so basically, as a development executive, what I've done is create content that has that airs on television that or that is distributed like as a digital series um, online or mobile. And and because of that of me being involved in the ideation of the idea, then I also continue involvement in in seeing it get executed. So that's where me me going from a development executive to an executive producer came into play because before I would just develop ideas for people and then, and then hand it off for someone else to handle production. But then once I started my own production company, not only were we coming up with the ideas, but then I, I went back into production mode. And once the idea was sold, then we would help produce it and, and see it through to air. So that's where, you know, me being an executive producer comes into play. So I have my development side. I have my creative brain, like my right side brain that works. But then I also have the execution, the logistics um, side wow. that gets things done. And that's my, you know, the left side of my brain that, that gets to work. And so, um, and so now what – I've done with my um, production company, A Win-Win Production, is I'm still executive producing projects. I'm still developing projects. But then because of my knowledge and my expertise, what I also expanded the business to is being a consultant for other companies, other brands, who don't necessarily need me to come in and execute it for them, but want mm-hmm. my expertise and want my consultation on their ideas for their brands. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so there's there's still there's still the production side of you know people can hire my company to come in and film something and edit it and execute it. Um, they can bring my company in to help develop new ideas or take their ideas that they may need help with and and make it more marketable so that a a MTV or a VH1 or a Bravo would want to buy it. Because, you know, that's where my expertise lies is making sure that the ideas that you come up with are sellable. Because there's a lot of, you know, artists 
artist-minded people and creative people who come up with ideas, but then they're not making sure that it's executable and that it's sellable. And that's mm-hmm. where my expertise lies. So people can bring me in for, for that type of stuff, but then also people have started just bringing me in for my entertainment, media, and business expertise where, for example, um, a, a, say a like, relationship expert wants to become more of a media personality then I come in and I consult with them on how to take their their individual business and make it more of a media friendly brand. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, that's pretty great. Um, so, how does a girl go from um, win productions to win jewelry? <laughs> well, this is, actually, this is actually a perfect segue, um, actually. So my, so, so my husband um, is in the finance, commodities, and precious metals industry. Mm-hmm. And um, a little bit of a love story with the, with the wind jewelry line. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, when he, so he you know, deals with like gold refining, uh, and, and precious metals and commodities on the market. And mm-hmm. when we started dating, um, he, as a gift, would, like, make me jewelry, you know, because he's dealing with uh, jewelers and, and, and pawn shop owners and, and diamond dealers. You know, that's his world. And mm-hmm. so he would, he would um, get his, his contacts to make me jewelry, Oh, and wow. <laughs> and then as like gifts while we were dating, and then mm-hmm. he um you know designed our our wedding rings, and I literally like had no say. Like he surprised me with with my with my wedding ring that I saw like on my <laughs> wedding day, and that and that kind of just really again I never can turn off my creative juices, so mm-hmm. so that just you know sparked me um, to feel, to, to understand that there's something here. And because mm-hmm. everyone would always compliment me on the jewelry and they were like, where did you get it from? You know, where can I get something like that? And I'm like, well, my husband made it for me. <laughs> and so um, what ended up happening was is that because so many people were liking my jewelry, they were like, well, can you guys make us jewelry or can you make me an uh, engagement ring for my girlfriend mm. that I want to propose to. And, again, me not having any um, excuses, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you fig- fig- figure out the details later, yes, yes. Like, right. But we, will, we, we now make engagement rings, and we now make, um, you know, what, push presents, like whatever you want, like we'll make it. And uh-huh. so um, I pretty much was actually, like, I was the person that, was like let's turn this into a jewelry business. Let's turn this into a jewelry business, and we were but we were making um, like basically it was like client like uh, client by client like referral by referral basis jewelry for a few years before we mm-hmm. actually launched Win Jewel. And I was like let's turn this into a jewelry business. Let's turn this into a jewelry business. My husband was like well I I have like my career like I don't have time for that <laughs> and. I've, and I, at this point, had helped build other businesses and brands for people. So I was like, right. we can do this, you know. And, and, um, and so after so many years of making um, engagement rings for couples 
and making birthday gifts for couples and, and push presents for couples, I was I just kept pushing it like this is the time to turn this into an official jewelry line that right. the public can access and not just have it be only high like it was like hitched like if you know someone who knew us then you got access to these like fine diamond jewelry um uh, uh you know jewelry access and mm-hmm. we were only doing it for like our you know industry friends and entertainment and friends of friends and coworkers and stuff like that. And it became this like very exclusive high level family referral basis type of thing where if you knew someone who knew us then you then you got this amazing, you know, fine diamond <laughs> jewelry deal. And I was like, this should be something that it can be accessed to like the public. And right. so um so two months ago actually we officially launched Wind Jewels and I um and uh, I brought in um, one of my great fashion blogger, in- entertainment industry friends to be our CMO, and mm-hmm. her and I are just kind of like tag-teaming, um, you know, getting this to market. We were at, um, if, if people go to like our Wind Jewels social media stuff, like they'll see that we were at LA Fashion Week, like the first month of us launching, <laughs> and oh, wow. um and we've also been on like several red carpets. Um, we're in the process of of working on getting it in high level magazines as well on celebrities. Um, and you know, speaking to Kimberly, who's an amazing publicist on the line, she's working with us um, on, on that as well. And so, I think that um, it really it just goes goes back to speak to. Um, I guess to bring this all full circle, like not having any excuses, not building any barriers for myself and expanding my, um, I guess, my title into being a, a jewelry business owner. And, and also in this um, very serendipitous way, it connects to my entertainment world um, because of the fact that, you know, when um, – you know, most jewelry lines, they die to be on a red carpet, and it's like everyone I know goes on red carpet. There's already that connection. Um, you know, a lot of people would die to have their jewelry on a TV show uh, or their jewelry line premiere on a TV show. That's stuff that it's like it's already connected for me. And I think right. it's to why a lot of just even celebrities – they're, you know, they're a singer or a rapper, and then all of a sudden they are a clothing designer, and then they have a production company. Like there's this interesting um, uh, melding happening within the entertainment industry where we're noticing that beauty, fashion, music, TV, movies, they're all, they all feed each other. Mm -hmm. And so... um, you know, even me, me, uh, me and my husband and, and, and our other business partner, we've like joked around being like, maybe we should even go into clothing. And my, and my dad, um, you know, has been in clothing my whole entire life. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, but it's really interesting how it all comes full circle because of what, what people are doing um, business-wise and brand-wise is, is it, it's all crossing over now. I mean, and just for even like a quick example of you're seeing a lot more movie stars do digital stuff and TV stuff. I mean, Will Ferrell's a perfect example is he's a movie star, but then he'll go on TV shows, but then he also has the funnier die, um, you know, digital 
site and, and mobile app. So there's just a lot more crossover happening in business uh, in today's market. And, you know, why not me do it as well? <laughs> That's actually awesome. I was actually speaking to someone about that today because I was speaking with another founder. And that's one thing she said that was the inspiration of her business because she's like, everything is crossing over. And with social media, it's even easier for things. They just cross over. Technology is crossing over into beauty and then fashion. And all of it is kind of becoming this huge melting pot. And, you know, you just have to be creative and to find ways to take advantage of it. Exactly. And that's the perfect word is if you're creative, if you are a creative person, you can express that creativity in so many ways. You know, as a kid being in a musical household, I was expressing my creativity through dance and music. But then I transitioned that into like media. Um, And now I'm transitioning that into being creative about branding companies, branding people. And I'm just doing that you know, with the first step with, with our jewelry company. And um, and I think that creative beings can, especially with the access of technology, the Internet, mobile devices, apps, social media, it's allowing that um, spectrum and that crossover to feel more cohesive. I think in the past, you know, when when our, when like with with the baby boomers and our parent and our grandparents' generation, if they tried mm-hmm. to cross over, it felt more disjointed. But mm-hmm. the but the internet makes it feel connected. And you're completely right. If someone if someone starts a beauty line, their their passion might be beauty, but then they're also getting into digital and 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 tech because now they have a beauty app, things of that nature. Um, and and then they're doing beauty videos and beauty music videos. <laughs> it's like well, all, all of all of it is feel you know a lot of even with comedians that that's another perfect example. Like comedians oh, yeah. are funny, but now comedians are are putting together their own, creating their own web series. So they started out right. creating jokes, and now they're creating shows for themselves to be funny online. So it it really hones back to just cr- being a creative being. And if you can, you know, the, the Internet and technology allows us to expand our creative abilities compared to, like, before. Like, now everyone can access an amazing high-definition camera, where before you had to be in, at a, in a certain position to have access to that camera. Now, you know, a 10-year-old can make videos with their iPhone, and it looks great. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so technology has definitely expanded um, anyone who who is really you know really creative. It's expanded their abilities, and and the the twist though is finding a way to to turn it into a business and monetize it. And I think that's where, um, thankfully, I've been blessed where like I have that knowledge because I've, I'm meeting a lot of people who. Um, have the ideas, but they don't understand how to then how to position it as a business that attracts people, mm-hmm. and so and, and attracts customers and clients. And mm-hmm. that part, I've been trained in that because I've always had to do that with TV shows in the past. Like I always had to come up with ideas and come up with things that were going to attract an audience. Oh wow. Right. Uh, speaking about that, you know, talking about the way everything intertwines and you can use it to kind of 
leverage it and to find success. What was your breakthrough moment as far as your career is concerned? What was the moment that you knew, okay, I just made the right decision and I know my career is just about to jump off? <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's actually going to be something most people would, would actually not expect. <laughs> um, <laughs> When me and my business partner started for Henry's, we actually had a concept. Mm-hmm. One of our very, very, very first shows, like it was like the, one of the top three ideas that we had had when we first started the business. Um, it actually got, I guess, I'll, I don't want to use the word stolen, but it actually got pulled from underneath us and distributed um uh, and, and, and made it to air. Oh, wow. And Yeah, and, it, and I won't go into the details of how it happened but um, uh, because that's not the point. But the point is, is that the fact that people went through the stages that they did to take something from us and do it on their own, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we're on to something. Like, we must be really good. If like you're trying to like take what we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love like, that. Like, like it, like so, like most people, they'll be like, "Oh man, like this industry sucks. Like they stole my idea. Like that's most of the thing of that everybody fears in entertainment. Like, oh, I don't want to share my ideas because someone might steal it. But I'm like, if someone's stealing it, that means it's good, and that you have like fucking amazing ideas. So that should just give you even more fuel and more confidence. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's like instead of taking the defeated attitude, it's like, hey, I'm that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if I'm that good that like this level of people are trying to do this and and they know we're involved and kick us out the picture, like oh wow, like we like we must be like onto something. Mm-hmm. So so it, it it it's kind of like you know when when teenagers get mad that someone's like copying their style. It's like that it's, it's like this uh, uh, it's like this compliment. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's literally the moment where I was like, ooh, I am good. <laughs> because that was, the first, that was the first experience of me being independent. And it was like, you know, go, I go independent, partner up with my, with my business partner, and then that was like the first thing that happened. And I was like, okay, like I'm really good and I'm on to something, like let's do this. And then literally right after that, we sold two shows. Oh, wow. That's great. Um, so would you say that going independent was the best decision that you've made in your career? I would say um, that that is actually, it's not the best decision I made in my career, but it was definitely the turning point of when I knew when I when I started really believing in myself and knew that I was on to something. Okay. But the, but the the best decision I I I feel that I've made in my career is mm-hmm. um allowing myself to be mentored. Oh wow, I love that. <laughs> That's the best decision I've made in my career. Um I allowed myself at 16 years old when I was interning to be mentored by people. And a lot of when you're young, you think that like, I, already, I know this, I already got this. You know, you're, 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 
you're confident and you're driven, but don't let the confidence and driven and, and knowing how much capability you have, like, hinder you from, from being mentored because being mentored can fast forward your success. Oh, I love that. Wow. And to, to, to allow yourself to, like, to, to acquire knowledge beyond your years, to add it to who you are. It's not to, to control who you are or to replace who you are. It's to add to who you are. And that's really, I think, the, the best thing that I've, that I've done in my career is allow myself to be mentored. And even to this day, like, you know, a lot of people, they feel like once they hit a certain, certain um, a sense, like salary or certain accomplishment, like they don't need to learn anything anymore. And it's like even to this day, even though I've had my own shows on the air, my name has been in Hollywood Reporter and Variety, like I still feel like I can learn more and, and I still need to be mentored and I can still take it to the next level. And that's, I would say, the best thing I've ever done in my career because I've, all, I, I've learned so much from people who've already done it that then I was able to, to solidify those opportunities that then made it a success. I love that. I really loved speaking with you today, Aisha. You're really amazing. And um, thank you. I just um, before we wrap up, I just want to mention one thing that I think is really cool about wind jewelry is that you know if you're, there's actually a process to make your own unique custom engagement pieces on the web. Four step process. Yeah, and it's really amazing, and the pieces on the website look amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So and, I encourage everyone to take a look. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, that's the foundation of, of how this all started, was my husband making custom pieces for me and then us turning it into, you know, um, you know, me, uh, me making custom pieces for friends and family and us right. making custom pieces for, for people in the industry. And so um, at the heart of it, we're, we are really this, um, like, boutique-tailored fine diamond, fine jewelry company. And we have, you know, pieces on the site that people can order, and, and we, you know, we'll tailor, make it for them. So they can, whatever piece they see online, they can pick it in rose gold, uh, silver, or, or yellow gold. So mm-hmm. we, are, we really are about people feeling that we are tailoring to them and making pieces for them and what they want. It's not the mass-produced stuff that you see at the Jarrett's and K's and, and Zell's of the world. And so even the pieces that are already on the site, they can even customize that. But then as well as we will make completely original custom pieces um, for anyone for any occasion. It started out with engagement rings, and that's our our our, our most customized um, uh, type of service. But we've also done push presents, birthday presents, you know, uh, quinceañeras, like like sweet sixteen. Someone's actually getting a crown, a customized crown ring for their sweet sixteen since they're a princess. So um, so yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's how the business started. It's the essence of it, and it's really what um, makes us, you know, uh, feel like we're treating our our customers with value and respecting them. That's beautiful. That's the best way to I, – that's, that's beautiful. Thanks. I can't wait to <laughs> my own human. So much for 
interviewing with us today. And can you just briefly just give us all your websites and contact information? Okay, so the jewelry company is Win Jewels and um, WYNNJewels.com. Um, and when Jules is that, it's that for all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then my production company is a win-win production. Um, so A and then W-Y-N-N, W-Y-N-N production.com. Um, it's all about making business a win-win situation for everyone. So it's a little, you know, it's a play off of that. And so all of my social media for my entertainment stuff is a win-win life. Um, again, wanting to promote win-win situations, having a win, a winning, winning uh, life for people um, in business and in everything. So, a win-win life, um, W-Y-N-N, W-Y-N-N, um, is all my social media stuff. So, a win-win life on IG, a win-win life on Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, and yeah, that that should cover it. If, if anyone just um, goes to like asiawin.com or asiacorpuswin.com, that will take them to my bio and more about me and how to contact me as well. Um, but that pretty much covers it. Yeah, Win Jewels and a Win Win Productions, social media, a Win Win Life. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Asha. And we look forward to having you back. I mean, we have multicultural women on this line. Uh, Asha's from Panama. I'm from Panama. And uh, Nancy's from Africa. So we're talking multicultural black women, you know, just taking the world by storm. A lot of times, and I have to say it truthfully, multicultural black women are not always highlighted in the news unless it's, you know, Anyango, um, which I love. Don't get me wrong. And Alec, uh, the model from Express. But you don't yes, find uh-huh. a lot of other um, multicultural women. Grace Jones, who's Jamaican, um, you know. So it, it's just beautiful, um, you know, to to have you know the multicultural women being highlighted. And I salute you, Asha, and I'm glad to know you. And uh, I look forward Thank to you. exploring that more. And uh, we we just kudos to you, Mama. Thank you very, very much. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Hopefully, um, you know, everything that I've shared uh, is inspires people and encourages women um, of, of all cultures. And um, I, I really appreciate, you know, you well, guys wanting to interview you. me and taking the time. Well, it is our, it is our divine pleasure. And, uh, you guys enjoy your day. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Nancy. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're with welcome. You. Thank you for tuning in to She Meets Radio. I am your host, Nancy Laws. Have a wonderful and productive day.